0: Welcome to Nostalgia, your favorite pop culture podcast, where we have deep conversations about superficial things. I'm Nicole, your host, and each week we unlock core memories from the nineties, two thousands and beyond while examining the past through a contemporary lens. Our guests are pop culture tastemakers who explore how our formative experiences shape, how we see the world. We talk about trends, fashion, music, identity, consumer behavior, societal attitudes, and more. Nostalgia is a reminder of how our individual and collective memories make us feel like we belong. And if you like nostalgia, be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend who loves pop culture as much as we do. Plus, we have a lot of fun. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Nostalgia. I'm very excited to have Susanna here with me today because she is my very first Gen Z guest on Nostalgia. This is not just a podcast for millennials. It is for everybody, people who love 90s and 2000s culture. And now I get to talk with someone who is going through that coming of age experience right now in 2022. So I think that's really cool. Welcome. Thank you. I noticed that you mentioned that you don't listen to a lot of music of today. I'm not. I don't blame you. I don't really either. But it's very interesting because on one hand, there's kind of a phenomenon. They say that once you reach your like early 30s or so maybe even earlier for some people you're just not interested in anything new anymore and so you go back to everything you listened to when you were a teenager but then on the other hand when I was a kid up until I was maybe like seven years old or so I only listened to my parents music because back then like you couldn't just I couldn't go, you had to go to the store and buy a CD. Like, I wasn't going to be five years old, like, going to a store, or buying something by myself. So, there was really that influence there of like, I was just listening to what they were listening until I had saved up $10 to go buy a CD or something. But, how much of that influence is either from your parents or from people that you've known who are older of a different generation versus like discovering things on the internet or for yourself
1: I would say ever since I was seven I liked stuff that was like older than like the like um the year that I was in like I loved like Saved by the Bell, Full House, Santa 2 and 0 I was a huge Kelly mm-hmm. Kapowski fan so I was like I gotta learn more about Tiffany and Richieson and yeah I just always liked stuff that was like older than like the year that i
0: was in yeah what about saved by the Belk? because i used to watch that a ton when i was growing up because it was it was already in syndication like i already had to watch reruns i was too young for the original run but i think that there's just something I don't know, interesting about like when you're in school and so you're watching things about other kids in school and even though, you know, usually the actors are a little bit older, in that show I think it's also pretty convincing. Like you you do almost feel like uh, kind of the same phenomenon that the show Friends has where it's like maybe in real life we don't all sit in the coffee shop and talk all day or we don't like go – go to the max or the peach pit or like go somewhere and hang out all day. But we still feel like we're a part of something and we have friends who care about us. And I think that's why we like those shows. Yeah. It's so funny. There was this YouTube video that was called, or a series called Zach Morris is trash.
1: My God. Yeah.
0: I watched that times. It's like Zach Morris is trash. Yeah. I laughed so hard because here you are thinking, right? Oh, Zach Morris, he's the ringleader. He has that big cell phone. He's just like stirring up all the trouble. And then you watch these videos and you're like, oh my God, the way he threw people under the bus, the way that he would pit people against each other. I'm like, wow, That, that just says a lot.
1: It was like, oh my God, we did not realize this.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you have that feeling a lot when you watch things that are older that you're like, wait a second, this like is weird. Like there's no way this would happen today. Or like this would be very different. Or like this, I can't really relate to because school is so different now.
1: Mm. I feel like there's a lot of shows that would not like, with like the humor, like mad TV humor, that would not go well today. Mm. Uh, like other stuff like um like iCarly and like the Nickelodeon stuff like that that had some like other like you know sayings and that would just not go well today yeah that's very
0: true I think that some things it's like okay to be left in the past and I always call it like examining the past through a contemporary lens because it's like you can enjoy a show that came out 20 or 30 years ago and like maybe it was a part of your childhood or you enjoyed it or again it was a part of like the cultural zeitgeist the moment of that time and that doesn't mean you didn't appreciate it for what it was but does it still have that same like magic to it I I would say no, and I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to either because no matter when you watch Saved by the Bell, for example, it's always going to be very much a product of its time. Like, it's dated. I even think Sex and the City, too, is a good example of a show, really like a time capsule.
1: I love it. I love, um, like, the whole time capsule, like, bring back, like, childhood nostalgia stuff. I just want to be a little kid and, like, you know, like, remember, like, Zack and Cody and all that high
0: school Musical. if you had a time capsule for when you were growing up like let's say you put a bunch of things in it and you're like this this just perfectly summarizes being like a 2000s kid what are some things that you would put in it that you would want to have people open up in 50 years from now and have them be like this is what the 2000s was like
1: um, a lot of high school musical memorabilia. <laughs> Flurry up! So, um, I Carly a lot. And, um, what else? Like tons of magazines and butterfly clips and all that jazz, you know?
0: That would be fun. I love seeing all of the different memorabilia that exists now. Because I really don't have that much stuff. From when I was younger and so to see it, it was so funny I got an email from um I think it was from Mercari the other day and it was like sorry this item sold out but look at similar ones and the item that I had viewed that it therefore sent me an email about was like a Lizzie McGuire t-shirt <laughs> I
1: want that I want stuff by Hillary Duff so badly but I can't find it like on eBay or anywhere
0: yeah, it's so funny when you think about all of those different kind of fashion lines that existed at the time, whether it was Hillary Duff, Miley Cyrus, the Olsen twins, and you didn't think about it in the time, right? You're like, oh, that's just cute, or like, oh, that's just what they had, like a lot of... um a lot of collabs were done, like, at Walmart, for example. It's like, oh, well, you would just go to Walmart and buy it. Like, it was no big deal. Whereas now you're like, oh, I wish I I had that, or I wish I still had it. And you don't realize that something is going to be – that we're going to look back on it in the way that we do now.
1: Yeah. That's what I feel like because I remember when I was, like, little, like, when I was, like, four going to Target and I saw, like, so much, like, Hannah Montana stuff, like, all around the toy section, and now they don't have it anymore. It's just like, oh, I miss that so much, you know?
0: What were some toys that you had when you were a kid?
1: Like I said, I was always, like, into, like, the older stuff. So when I was seven, I just collected, like, um, vintage Barbie dolls, and I collected from the 80s, 90s. And I had, like, some board games and 80 strawberry shortcake dolls. And I was into Rainbow Bright, And I still have that. Like, my whole room, I call it a clean hoarder room. Because it's full of, like, my old memorabilia I had as a kid and recent memorabilia I just got. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, trend cycles really repeat every 20 years or so. And so in a little bit of the late 20 or 2000s into the 2010s, like, the 80s were back you can date the 80s because everybody had like this big hair and then in the 2010s everyone was still as much as some people did like the jersey shore poof people still like did very straight hair
1: i have a it i got it for my birthday i was like i would love a bump it and heidi montag and spencer pratt's how to be famous book, because i'm a huge like hills and laguna beach fan and so I had it and I was like two of them were like so bad and then the third one was just perfect. But they just like um like fall off so quickly. But yeah.
0: And that's so funny. Um okay, you love these like reality shows. You love making the band Danny Kane if you were to make a super band We'll do one edition of girl band and one edition of boy band. So if you were to make your own girl band, it could have, any, you know, maybe four or five people. You could pick anybody from any, any singer you want. Who would be, like, your ultimate girl band? You're making the band.
1: Um, Britney, of course, because she's my idol. I think Heidi Montag would kind of be good. And um Jessica because we need her. Rachel Stevens from S F- Club Seven. <gasps> Excellent choice. Somebody from Steps.
0: That's a great combo.
1: And also Rachel Stevens, she had a song called LAX and it was about Justin. Well, it was actually a Britney song and it was gonna be about Justin and Britney liked it, but her team didn't like it, so they gave it to Rachel. Um Let's see, Boys? Definitely. Just all the Backstreet Boys. That's what I'll put because I love the Backstreet Boys.
0: The Backstreet Boys might already just be the perfect boy band.
1: Because they're the best-selling boy band of all time.
0: Yeah, I think that's something really interesting, too, that the Backstreet Boys were far more commercially successful than NSYNC was. I know people love to compare them, and because they were created by the same... Very questionable person. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't stand. That was all just marketing. Like that was all just pitting people against each other to sell things to us, which worked. Um, and that's why therefore that formula was able to be recreated with all the other different boy band spin-offs. That is why literally making the band is of his creation. Um And, yeah, that's, like, how I was saying how we just reconcile the fact that, like, that doesn't mean we can't enjoy NSYNC or Backstreet Boys or making the band. It's just, you know that that came from somewhere that was, like, (laughs) shady and sketchy. And, yeah, you can kind of move on from that. I want to hear a little bit, like, what was your, okay, this is so insane for me to think about the fact that, like, you were not yet born when Toxic came out. Like, That's crazy.
1: That made me, like, what was life without Toxic? I don't know, because I was born in
0: 2005. Right, like, honestly, that's amazing. For anybody who is under 18, who has never had to live a day of their life without Toxic, like, that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, or, like, her whole entire album.
0: When was the first time... That you remember Britney Spears? Like your very first memory?
1: I feel like when I was seven, Screaming Shout came out. I remember when I was 11, I auditioned for my a cappella club, and I think they said it again. And then also when I was like eight, my favorite song was Soda Pop by Her. And then when I was like 14, I got more into her, like, her whole, like, um, discography or something mm-hmm. like that, and, like, I got, like, crossroads and, um, chaotic, you know, with her and Kevin, like, I watched her and that. and then, yeah.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I just, like, can't speak highly enough of Britney Spears and her impact on... Just not just my generation, but like truly every generation. And the fact that you can discover her at, even at the scream and shout phase of her career. At this point, honestly, I would be totally fine if she retired and... And just want to live her life and be happy. I think she has given enough to everybody around her and I just hope I hope everybody is like happy and healthy and safe. I just hope that whatever she thinks is best, like is what happens. Do you have a favorite Britney Spears
1: album? Okay, that's so hard. I don't know.
0: It's hard.
1: <laughs> um, I love all of her like her whole albums and stuff. I can never ever, ever pick what my favorite song is. But um, recently, I've just been getting to In The zone vibes,
0: Mm -hmm. you know? I love the In The Zone era. If you really make me pick, Toxic is just always going to be it for me. I did it in my 8th grade talent show as my dance. Yeah, I grew up dancing. I took classes from several of her choreographers and several of her dancers and even, like, you know, meeting the people that are in the I'm a slave for you music video. I did learn the original choreo from um Hold It Against Me. Yep. So that was fun. And I feel like through the dance lens too, it's it's super cool because Brittany is just such a part of that world and about how a lot of people who really I mean, the goal in the dance industry was, like, to dance for Britney Spears or to choreograph for Britney Spears or even just having that on your resume. Like, is that being something that you did was, like, the biggest deal ever. And so to get to, you know, be going to dance conventions when So You Think You Can Dance was a really popular show.
1: I, um missed the it was like the early two thousands like So you think you can dance and like they had like all like the artists like I remember Hillary Duff did one, Sierra, Rihanna and I don't think they have anymore. Like I know So you think you can dance but like it was the early 2000s so you think you can dance. And they had like a whole like different set. I just missed that. And the Dancing with the Stars. I loved the dancing with the stars. And they had like um, In the early 2000s, they did like into with the Stars workout DVDs. And I used to do that like so much when I was like 11. I
0: loved it. Yeah, that's so fun. I want to just ask you one more question. And that is just what you are looking forward to. Like as a Gen Z teenager in 2022, what is something that you are looking forward to having your generation like leave a mark on pop culture.
1: I'm looking forward into seeing, like, all the kids, um, like, that are, like, were, like, born this year or something, that they're all going to get into, like, big, like, Nickelodeon phase, like Drake and Josh and I, Carly, and the that we all had and that we experienced. And I guess they're, like, going to, like, Taylor Swift, like, the Gen Z, like, you know, that's what I think.
0: Uh, You know what? I used to work in the fashion industry. It's not like 13 going on 30 guys. I'm not going to glamorize it. However, at one of my old company's fashion shows, um, Victoria Justice was there. So I've like seen her in person a few times. She's very beautiful. I mean, granted, that was after my time. But it's still cool seeing people where you're like, wow, in the grand scheme of pop culture, like those people made a difference. And, like, Paris Hilton, too, I think, would be the best example for my generation, where it's, like, being in the same room as Paris Hilton a few times, like, that's cool.
1: Oh, my gosh, you were. That would be so cool. And I feel like Paris Hilton is, like, probably be, like, every generation, you know, because she had, like, a big impact in pop culture with, like, I think tons of people are going to watch The Simple Life for Generations on and, um, like, her whole, like, pink, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Well, I wanted to thank you for being here today. It's so nice to get your perspective. And I am very happy to see you really just running with that 90s and 2000s culture and letting it live on because I'm a little biased, but like, it's my
1: favorite. Yeah, I want to like, Do that for like I don't know. It's just like my whole life. Like it's what brings me happiness with those eras, and I want to do it for like a side career or something. Like I want to like teach people how like this generate, like how this like whole like generation, and with all the pop culture has like changed and stuff, and like what we watch. You know that that's what I think. Like historical stuff. I
0: mean, we were saying on an episode recently about how like we <laughs> okay so if you think about it like in the history books right you learn about things that happened so long ago but then there's gonna become a point where it's like in schools we will probably talk about the turn of the century like I was alive then like they're gonna be talking about us soon like people who were there in you know the 80s or the 90s, and talking about that. And so, as much as so many things that we consider like low culture now, like reality shows and like trashy stuff, which I talked to Bridget from Literal Trash 2004 on an episode, and it's like, love her, love her account, love trash. And it's like, but ultimately, You just you're left with like the hallmarks of a generation of culture and how just like art and history and that kind of high level, like going to museums and stuff like that. That's culture. But then low culture, like trashy reality TV shows, that's culture, too. So I think that there's really a place in kind of the education and the relating of the themes because human nature stays the same it's just the zeitgeist that changes so I think there's plenty of space to educate people and to share that joy of this time with people that's what it's all about thank you again for being here thank you everybody for listening and we will see you next time Hi. That's a wrap for this week. If you like Nostalgia, please connect with me on social. Subscribe to the Nostalgia newsletter at nostalgia.substack.com and follow, rate, review on your platform of choice. Everything's linked in the show notes, including where to find more about our guest of the week. Thank you so so much for your support, and that was this week's episode of Nostalgia.